Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about movies. This is Kenny for my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are talking about the 1991 film, Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, this is Ryan's pick that he made Devin and I watch for the first time. But before <laughs> we get into that, uh, we like to start off the show with things that we've watched in pop culture, things that we watched this past week that we want to talk about. Uh, we all have something this time. Because somebody was stuck on a flight for how long's the flight from London? Eight hours. Stuck on a flight for eight hours, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the things that he watched. And you could be that, so disappointed. Uh, we'll get to that. But first, Ryan, uh, since this is kind of our Halloween episode, you watched a horror <laughs> movie that I came very close to watching this past weekend. Uh, yes. Tell us, tell us, tell us very little because I don't want to have it anything spoiled from Barbarian. Well, it it is going to be very little. Uh, Kristen watched Barbarian, said, you need to see this. And I was like, okay, I guess I don't have a choice. She said, right, you don't have a choice. You're watching this movie. (laughs) So we sat down and I watched it. And there is nothing really I can say except for I loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't really say anything else because there are so so many twists and turns in the storyline yeah. That I I mean it is I will say this it is not like it's horror you've got suspense but it's more disturb like disturbing horror okay and I'm starting to realize I think I kind of like that more than like the normal gore horror yeah okay and I think we're all pretty much in that boat though right like Alan I don't think you're too big of a fan of a lot of gore right no. I mean, yeah, I, think I I'm, and I'm the same. I like the Saul movies for two reasons. One, Casas Mandalore is an awesome dude that I got to work with. Uh, and two, I like them for the puzzles. <laughs> like, I like how they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. I could do without the, the, the gore in those. But that's why I like those movies. Sure. Like, that's why I watched those movies back in the day. But, um, yeah, not a huge fan of gore. I, I'm excited for this because I've heard very little details about it. But I've only heard good things. Um hmm. I mentioned that I almost watched this over the weekend. I showed the trailer to my wife to try to get her to see if she wanted to watch it. And I hadn't seen the trailer. I was avoiding everything. She's like, nah, I'm good. And I was like, I just watched the trailer. And you're not even going to watch it with me now. So (laughs) I'm, I'm letting it get out of my system. Like trying to forget as much as I can from that trailer before I go back. And I'll probably watch it this week. This is on okay. my this is on my list of movies to watch before the end of the year, so we can make our our top list of the year. Um, which I'm going to start pulling from for some picks here soon. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. I'm excited to check that out. Uh, Devin, you had an eight-hour flight from London to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I did. You talked about watching several things on that flight, including mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, uh, Power of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we talk about last week? Uh, Lord of the Rings. I was going to watch uh, the Game of Thrones show. Um, I was going to watch. I was going to catch myself up on some movies that we had been recommended or we had recommended on this show. Okay. Uh, you have two things that you watched. One of them, I am... I am more okay with you watching than the other. And I want you to, at the end of this, I want you to guess which one it is. So first okay. up, first up, you watch the Paul Thomas Anderson film, Licorice Pizza. Pizza. What did you think of this movie? I loved it. I, 
I didn't know what it was about and just heard it. And I, I think it was up for an Emmy when we did our Emmys thing. Oscars, Which is yes. why – Oscars, yeah. Which is why it even, like, like honed into my consciousness. And I was like, well, I might give this a shot. And I, I started watching. I was like, you know what? It was a good movie. It kept me in, kept me entertained, kept me involved, kept me wanting to know what happened. And I liked the characters. I, it was a growing up story. There's not much for me to spoil about it. It was a growing up story. Yeah. If, yeah. To to the point where one of them is literally still not grown up when they're like dating. So yeah. It, yeah. It's I I mean I I made myself watch this movie because of the Oscars and this was one of my least favorite ones from last year. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean I appreciate the people in it like they all did a good mm-hmm. job. I think uh uh. Philip Seymour Hoffman's son's pretty good in it. Uh, yeah, Bradley he is. Cooper is pretty much, I think just playing Bradley Cooper, like, <laughs> I know who he's playing. He's playing the infamous uh, producer who's always trying to get a giant mechanical spider into things in the 90s. Um, I think we lost Devin. Yeah, he does look a little frozen. No, I'm still here. I just okay. wanted to hear. Yeah, you froze. Yeah. If your phone's on the Wi Fi, I would probably turn that off. Oh, it's off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, we've done we've done all um, the all the troubleshooting steps here. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so so you didn't like this one as much, Alan and Ryan. Would you watch this? Correct. One? I just looked up, like I just googled it. it. It took me a few times to get the spelling of licorice right, but uh, oh, I yeah, yeah. Um, I I have to see more about it, and I'm sorry, Devin, but I I have to listen to more people talk about it than just you guys. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> no, I, just, I don't know that you'd like Ryan, it, to be entirely honest. Yeah, I, I don't think you would like it. I don't think this is worth your time. Um, no. But the other film that Devin watched, uh, Devin, you want to tell the people at home? Speaking of something that is worth your time, ladies and gentlemen, I watched Sonic 2. Uh, yes. Good. My goodness. I'm happy. My goodness. <laughs> this, was, this was a good movie. I... I wanted a comfy movie. I wanted a movie that I was just going to, it just dumb popcorn, just smack me in the face with stupid stuff. It was so good, guys. Tails is adorable. Idris Elba as Knuckles is something that I didn't know that I wanted that I wanted. And Jim Carrey just steals the show every time he's in, he's on screen. There's this whole subplot about Gun, which if you're like a Sonic fan, you're like, oh, Gun, uh, that doesn't pay off and isn't good. And I don't like the subplot about Gun. But the rest of the movie, including Idris Elba and, and the rest of them, phenomenal. Loved it. I, I recommend it. Have you both seen it? I have not. I have. Did you like it as well, Ryan? I like the first one more, but okay. the second one follows my like theme of you get the first movie and then the mm-hmm. second one is just like hey the first one worked out let's just lean into the lore into the fan service side of things and make a sequel just like ghostbusters 2 and other stuff and it's that's yeah that's what it is if you're a fan of like the sonic video games you're gonna like sonic uh you're gonna like sonic 2 um i'm always surprised at how quick the turnaround for this movie was because Sonic 1 was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and then this came out this year. I'm like, I feel like Sonic 1 just came out a month ago. <laughs> they did just come out really, really close together. That's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. It was just just about two years. Um, wow. Devin, wh- which one do you think I'm upset with you for watching? You're probably more upset with me for watching Licorice Pizza, is my guess. Yeah. Because... I think you're not like, mad about Sonic because Jim Carrey. No, because Sonic 2 is like the, the quintessential, I'm going to watch this on an airplane film. Yeah. Um, Liquor's Pizza is not that. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, okay, but... so my, some of my choices were Top Gun Maverick and Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I really want to watch those movies, but I don't want to watch them on a screen this big while there's I'm... a baby crying over there. I'm glad you didn't watch those because one, if not both of those is on my list for the rest. Of the I day. can't wait. I want to watch both of those so freaking badly. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't like Top Gun in a plane just doesn't sit right. Like, no, 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 no. That would have freaked me out. Like, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah you, that would have been fine. <laughs> you, you just land and you just hear danger zone. and <laughs> It would have either been the coolest thing or the scariest thing. Well, and then you find out Tom, Tom Cruise is your actual pilot. And then it's just. <laughs> Um, oh, no, what I all right, you I've find got that out as the plane starts to bank a little bit. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, he's just out on the on the plane. There's no cameras or anything. Like, he's like just standing on the wing. Like he's just so, out there because that's what yeah. he does. Uh, all right, so I've got a few things. Um, Ready. I've talked about this before on the show, and I needed to bring this up again for Devin. Uh, oh, no. Atlanta's in its final season on FX, oh, and they did an okay. episode this week that you need to watch. Um, so Atlanta is, um, Atlanta is Donald Glover's show on FX that deals with the, like, I don't, I can't even describe the the plot of the show because it doesn't even focus on the main characters. The episode I want to talk about doesn't, doesn't feature any of the main characters at all. Um, but they've done some really cool things playing with the format this season. They did a whole episode where Zazie Beetz uh, and her daughter, uh, Donald Glover's character's daughter in the show, uh, gets recruited by the not Tyler Perry uh, film studio to be in like everything and like just how like poking fun at how Tyler Perry makes all of his stuff in his studio in Atlanta, and then like <laughs> Donald Glover is playing the Tyler Perry character. Um, oh, amazing! But this week, um, this week they did a mockumentary about a 90s film that I think is right up. uh, I can't, I can't even find the, I had it up and I lost it. Give me a second. Oh no. It's about a 90s Disney film uh, and its effect on black culture and deep diving like it's pretty much an an, uh, an analysis of this film and how it's been uh taken over like how black culture has embraced it and it was so well done i want you to guess which movie they were talking about first off i'm gonna love this episode just based on that but Mm -hmm. it's aladdin ryan do you want to take a guess a 90s animated disney movie yes Throw a dart in the dark. Uh, <laughs> Hercules. A goofy movie. <gasps> that makes more sense. Why didn't yeah. I think of that? Shoot. Why didn't I think the, of that? The, the episode is called The Goof That Sat by the Door. And it's an in-depth, in-depth look <laughs> at the making of the American classic A Goofy Movie. <laughs> um, it what? is phenomenal. Uh, is it... It's is it not, factual? No, not at oh, all. Okay. Like okay. at one point, the uh, the board of Disney like accidentally votes this guy as CEO, and then he just like <laughs> takes all, makes all of these references in a Goofy movie, uh, and like makes them very deep. And then they're like, "No, we're not going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna replace this scene with the with the cop and Goofy and Max, and replace it with <laughs> the, with Bigfoot." Uh, <laughs> good so it's very oh, well done donald glover directed it um as soon as i saw this i was like devin needs to see this like this is right up your it. alley because it's oh, disney so cool. it's it's a satire on pop culture this is right up your alley but oh. i cannot recommend this show enough to everyone like i like this is one of the contenders for my favorite shows of the year uh, there was another episode. Uh, they did an episode where somebody was going around uh, assassinating rappers who did uh, crank that soldier boy videos back in the day. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, and there was another episode called. I want to get the name of it right. Uh, the homeliest little horse. Which has two plots going at the same time. And I was like, I don't know what this one plot has to do with the show at all. Uh, but it had one of the best payoffs of anything I've ever seen on television. 
Um, oh, shoot. So I highly recommend this show. Uh, and if you wanted to start with the, the goof that sat by the door, you could. But Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because, I, I mean, I know that you say that it's a very good show, and I think from, like, any still or any picture, it just seems like this very, like, self-serious drama. But then when you describe these things to me, it doesn't sound like that at all. And I can't it, tell if you're pitching me based on the fun or if, like, there's moments in this drama. The The show takes itself seriously, but it's so ridiculous. Like, there's a, okay. whole, there's a whole episode where Donald Glover is in makeup and, like, prosthetics and look, looks kind of like Michael Jackson. And he's playing a character called Teddy Perkins. And okay. he's like doing a, he's doing like a weird voice the whole time. And it's just bizarre. And you have no idea what's going on with this character, but the whole time, like it's taken itself seriously. Like it's well shot. It's well written. It's well, like the performances are serious. They're not like, like making jokes and like looking at the camera. Yeah. It's just these ridiculous situations. Like the season, this season opens with a character uh, walking into a department store in the middle of a riot and like looting to return an instant pot, instant pot. And like, <laughs> they're like, we can't, we can't help you right now, dude. And he goes to leave. And this woman's like, I'm not letting you get away with that. Like, you're not stealing that. Like, no, I I've got, I, I, I have a receipt. Like I, I'm trying to return it. And she then spends the whole episode chasing him on her scooter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even the weirdest part of the episode um yeah i you need to watch the show like i'd like it i think i'd really um, like it but yeah that's i cannot recommend atlanta enough and then something else that is a quick watch and we could all probably you could probably i i watch most of this in a night is mm-hmm. star wars tales of the jedi heard about this uh ryan have you seen this yet I've only heard about it once, and I, I had no idea about it. I okay. just heard about it, like, two days ago. So, this is a six-mini-episode series. Um, it's pretty much six short films about two Star Wars characters, Ahsoka Tano mm-hmm. and Count Dooku, uh, oh. which are very different characters, but have very interesting stories to tell because both characters step away from the Jedi order. So it's different. It's getting that story from two different angles and both are very different, and, but both are just as powerful and so wow. good. There's some of my, some of my favorite star Wars is in this show. Uh, Cause this is all Dave really? Filoni, the guy who's behind the clone wars and has been doing the Mandalorian. This is, this is his baby. Like he's tell he's establishing the, like, diving deep into these stories. Um, he's taking a lot of what George Lucas taught him about the Jedi and putting it out there. Like he would always say part of what, what made the Jedi like the peacekeepers is that when they go into a negotiation, they put their lightsaber on the table and literally that's what count Dooku does in his first episode. Like he walks in, puts his lightsaber on the table and then like, okay, this is what we're, this is what's going to happen. Um, wow. They're, if you want more Qui Gon Jin, you get it. Um, oh. Liam Neeson returns. Uh, oh, cool! You get to see a young Qui Gon as Dooku's apprentice. Mm. Um, you get to see certain angles of a certain film from Count Dooku's perspective. Interesting. Interesting. Mm, the biggest sell that I can get give you on the Dooku episodes. Hmm. Yaddle. <laughs> yeah, it's the female Yoda, right? I don't. You, 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 female Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. She's I, she's in episode a... one, and you get to learn a bit about her in this one. In this. Interesting. I. What style is it in? Is it Clone Wars style? Cl- Clone Wars style. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. How yep. much bathrobe Dooku do we get? Ah. Uh, None. It's important to me. None. Oh. All right, I'm not watching it. But you get like right, a you get it. a you get a weird buddy cop thing with Dooku and Windu, which is, yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. I like that. Uh, good cop, bad cop, 
Or yeah, good, good cop gonna turn bad cop, I guess. That's <laughs> fair. Um, no, I I heard nothing but great things about this show, and yeah. I really want to watch it. I, I think uh, series like this that have so many characters can really benefit from these short story, like short form stories. Uh, I would love to see another season of this. You, there are so many, like if you're just doing Tales of the Jedi, like you could do so many things with this. Uh, you could do Luke post Jedi. Um, you could do Yoda in the High Republic. You could do all kinds of different things with this. And I really am excited to see what they do with this going forward. Cause I, I think the positive reception is it means they're going to do more of these because at the end of the day, they can just make more toys. So. Yeah. I'm interested in it. So yeah. I'll be, I'll be picking it up at some point here soon. Yeah. It's, and it's a quick watch too. So, uh, all right. I think that does it for the, we watch this pot. The, we, we watch this segment of the show. Now it's time to get into the main subject of the night. Here on You Have to Watch This Podcast, we make each other watch movies one or both one or two of us have never seen before. This week it was Ryan's pick to pick a it was Ryan's turn to pick a film that one of us hadn't seen. And Ryan, what was your pick? Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> Which is okay. a nineteen ninety one film. It is the fourth of of the Ernest movies. Um and it was the last one that was uh uh produced or at least under the umbrella of disney after this all the ones that were made after was a it was a independent company we'll get into that later um i picked this movie one because it is my favorite like wholesome halloween movie i guess to put it uh away um and Ernest was a big part of my childhood growing up. Just watching, like, Ernest, you know, Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to jail, you know, uh, Ernest saves Christmas, like, stuff like that. Um, and I didn't realize that neither of you guys had really seen any of his stuff. And so I was like, that's it, I'm doing it. Like, I'm, I'm getting this out there. And so I know that neither of you had seen his stuff before. So how... Did you guys, like, how much did you know of him before? And how was your experience watching this movie as a full-fledged 30-year-old adult? (laughs) (laughs) Devin, you go first. (laughs) So first off, my history with Ernest is I knew nothing about him. I thought forever this was Ernest Borgnine. And just because they both have the name Ernest. (laughs) Who's that? (laughs) Would Would you like to fill him in? Um... Someone I should know. I no. I'm blanking. Yeah, he he's a classic actor. He's oh, I mean he's like right. a really like, I mean he's one of those like faces that you see. He's in Marty. He's in the Dirty Dozen. He's in Airwolf. He's in the Poseidon Adventure. Do you just he, like, listen to the top? Ones? You just listened to the top four off his IMDb, didn't you? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I did. I did not come prepared with he, that. He was yeah, a, he was in the Dirty Dozen. He would not be yeah. age appropriate enough to. Be, be this character, Devin. He is the voice of Mermaid Man on SpongeBob. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. So in my mind, I went, that guy's name's Ernest, and I know his last name. These movies are named Ernest. It's the same dude, not the same dude. So I learned a lot watching this movie. Before we get off the subject of Ernest Borgnine, uh, yeah. my, he's my birthday buddy. Both born Aww, the same Oh, that's day. adorable. Congratulations. So... Yes. I didn't know this was a Disney thing. You told me this was a Disney thing just now. I didn't know how many Ernest movies there were until I looked it up. Uh, I knew nothing about this going in. I just knew that I've seen this picture, like the poster of like him coming out of a jack-o'-lantern. I've yeah, seen yeah. that before. That's it. Okay. Uh, for uh, for yeah. me, I've probably seen bits and pieces of this when it was on like Disney Channel, but I okay. never sat down and watched the whole movie i was aware of jim varney from like toy story and these and uh the beverly hill billy's movie that they made in the 90s where he played jed clampett um but yeah never really appealed to me um wasn't really my thing growing up so okay um so second part of the question how 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 was your experience watching this as a 30 year old adult <laughs> okay well um thanks devin uh 
it was not as bad as I th- expected it to be. I I'll, I I'll I have as a win. I have issues <laughs> with it. There are parts of this film that don't age well. Yes. Oh yeah, um, no, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> there are parts of it that don't age as badly as they could have because I think at the end of the day it was all in fun, but it's not for me. And I think I don't think that's the film's fault. I think this kind of humor was ruined for me by Larry the Cable Guy. And like whatever his career tried to be in the early two thousands, like, um, hillbilly comedy is just not for me. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, you bring up a really good point that I want to dig into at some point. Like, is this is like at one point? Yes, he does be like, I'm the redneck hero, but like, his his comedy isn't necessary. I mean, I, and I want to talk about that because is it felt more like it was a character comedy. Like, this felt more in line with, like, Hubie Halloween or, like, any Adam Sandler movie in the 90s or, to some degree, like, even Ace Ventura, where they're like, look at this stupid, silly man and let's put him in a situation. And, like, my guess is at one point, silly, stupid man goes to jail. At one point, I guess he's playing basketball. At one point, he strikes again. Like, at, like... It's just, let's get this character in these weird situations and go. And that feels very, very 90s to me. So in some ways, parts of this movie were really, really, really unexpected. Uh, And we'll talk about those parts a little bit later. But, like, the entire time I couldn't help thinking, like, you know, as a 30-some-year-old adult watching this in 2022, like, I know that I don't love this movie. But would that have changed if, like, seven-year-old Devin was introduced to this in, like, 95? Like, if I was watching this mid-90s, mid-character comedies, like, where this was what a comedy was, would I like this more? And I might. I very well might have. There we go. This could be a a classic Halloween one for me, I think. Like, had I been introduced this under any other circumstances. I I will say what I was most impressed by in this movie was the prosthetics for the creatures. Um, Oh, yeah. Like that surprised me for a Disney kid budget kid movie budget. Like those creatures looked really good. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is the only movie as an adult that I still watch. I try occasionally to go back and watch like Ernest goes to camp, goes to jail, saves mm-hmm. Christmas, and I can't get through them. <laughs> oh wow! As far as I'm concerned, this one has the best production value, and I think that's why I've still stuck with it and mm-hmm. why I still watch it now as an adult. And it's purely just uh, like it's because I loved it as a kid. That's why I watch it for no other reason. Um, but see, I feel like it, to touch on the whole like. When he says that he's like the redneck hope line, yeah. Uh, if this is what like the 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 Jeff Foxworthy com- like you know redneck comedy tour was like more of like this generic just like you know you know it's like workers humor. I think I might have liked it more. Like Larry the Cable Guy kind of turned the humor more into. Yeah. But then again, that's also an evolution because, like, these movies came out late 80s, early 90s, and then that started in, like, the early millennium. So you had a good 10 years gap for that segment of humor. I I will say this movie has a lot, like, it doesn't lean on him being a redneck as much as I expected it to be. Leaning on that. It's more of a physical comedy thing. Like, he's a great comedic actor like he's phenomenal in this as that character um but i i don't know if i have the desire to watch any more earnest things except i really want to see ernest goes to splash mountain because that's, that's a that's a thing <laughs> okay yeah no i uh i'm back man ernest goes to splash mountain i uh i honestly had no idea about that one okay yeah. um it, I, I honestly had no idea about the whole Splash Mountain one. Yeah, I think it's like a yeah. straight to VHS thing because it's only twenty two minutes, and it doesn't look yeah. like it's high that high quality. 
but it's probably like the only way you can see Br'er Rabbit anymore. Oh, <laughs> More than likely, yeah. because um, because you know if you're gonna take the characters from Song of the South and make, put them in something presentable in the '80s, it, it might as well be an earnest thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, know that. That's very funny. It, so when it comes to the earnest movies and which ones went straight to video and which ones didn't, the first four movies were made under Disney. And those are the ones that, that you mainly find on like the streaming services. Like Ernest Saves Christmas, that's on Disney+. Plus. You can actually find that one there. Um, but after that, they were all pretty much straight to video. Um, and even though this movie did make money at the box office, it made about $4 million. Um, Dis- Disney still considered it a loss and got rid of it and just got rid of the rights to it. Um but yeah, so uh, you talk you, 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 you talk you talk about the prosthetics. So this is a movie that my wife and I do not agree on when it comes to childhood memories. I loved I loved this movie when I was a kid. I watched it random times throughout the year. This movie didn't just give my wife nightmares when she was a kid. It also gave two of my three cousins nightmares when they were kids. So there's a lot of people who are in their like late mid uh, uh, in their like late to mid thirties who were kind of right at the right age to like catch these movies when, 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 you know, we were young, when this movie gets brought up, there's an instant, like, no, I hate that movie because of the troll makeup and prosthetics were stunned so well. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you got that now. The, the I, I think this movie kind of set me up for the more physical slapstick humor mm-hmm. throughout my life. And I think that this is, you know, a earnest movie molded my taste in things. So, <laughs> uh, Alan, when it comes to, like, to like stuff like this, when, uh, uh, to when you were a kid, what movie do you think that you could look back on and be like, this is probably what molded me for this aspect of my, like, taste? Uh, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy, yeah. Uh, okay. Devin's got the weirdest faces going on over there, Frozen. Yeah, there he um, is. I no, don't I, know. I, yeah. yeah I, for me, it's Tommy Boy. I think just the sense of humor in that and, like, the um, the smart comments that, like, Chris Farley makes and, like, uh, just the, the physicality of that humor, too, because that's also a, a very physical performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's like like pretty much anything Chris Farley and Ace Ventura like I, for me like that's the physical comedy that like J- Jim Carrey and Chris Farley both I think were huge influences for for my taste in comedy in the 90s because it wasn't even just uh Ace Ventura for Jim Carrey it was also like liar liar like that's a very physical yeah. performance and if you look at it on paper that you don't wouldn't think it is but he makes it that yeah so yeah yeah, and I, I have to say, definitely partly for me when it comes to those characters, it's just, I think this movie got to me before those did, so I was already, mm-hmm. like, in the vein of, like, slapstick physical comedy. Um, and actually, one of, my fav- one of my favorite aspects of this movie particularly is when he goes into his characters, especially when he's talking about need, uh, need, needing the high ground. And he goes through all of his different, like, dress-up characters, and then the Jack pops out of under the car and smashes the mayor's back window. But uh, can, can we talk about some of those characters for a second? Yeah, sure. Um, Devin keeps freezing. He looks very serious right now. Um, his, his, his blood pressure's got to be through the roof right now. You know what's funny? Like... He's not coming through on the stream right now, but I guarantee his microphone's still picking him up, so he's probably talking over this right now. Yeah. So, um, no, you weren't. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so, being wait, very when good you, about it. When you freeze, you can still hear us. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. yeah, almost the whole time. Like I'm keeping up with okay. all of this. Like, good. There's things good. I want to talk about. Dang it. <laughs> okay. No, you go ahead. You go. We'll ahead. get you to. Go it. Yeah. yeah you, go, no, go, you, go. You take it. You're working now. Let's. What do you want to talk about? So I wanted to talk about, you guys were talking about the physical comedy involved in all of yes. this and how Jim Carrey, there is a very different kind of physical comedy involved here, specifically face acting that I yes. wasn't ready for. What Did that throw you guys off? No, I don't think so. Um, 
I'm trying to think of other examples of that. Um, I mean, Jim Carrey's a good example of that too. Like he does that with some of his characters. Yeah, and and I I feel like the the amount of facial physical comedy in this is is unique though with with how much the camera goes up on his face and how much he moves his lips and his jaw and his eyes and i feel like that contributes to him doing the multiple characters in some of the scenes yeah um besides i mean to me it didn't throw me off because i've been watching this since i was six Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i want to hear what Devin's thoughts are on it yeah This is, this is rough. Uh, yeah. Apologies for the, the losing Devin. Um, hopefully he comes back here soon. Uh, I want to talk about the one one character in that uh, montage that doesn't age well, and that's yeah. that's the the Ottoman. Well, yes. yeah, I mean, y- y- you've got like semi blackface going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. That. So I mean, yeah, most definitely that's the one part that like doesn't line up. The, the, in my mind, the way that I take that at this point is one, knowing who this actor was, he didn't mean it in that direction. He was dressing up to look like an Ottoman, just like every other character he was yeah. doing. Today they wouldn't do it. Flat out they wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it now if he was still alive because he died in two thousand. So. Yeah. yeah, but still, it's not it's not good. It's it's not a good look. So hold on, did you all know what the mo- is? Does he have multiple personality disorder? Like, is that what that's showing, or is he just being silly? Because at one point, it's when being they were silly, because one point when they were defending him, the kid goes, "Oh, great, I get the multiple personalities now." And I went, "Oh, is he? Is this disordered?" I think it's debatable. I could see that as yeah. being what what is happening. Well. I can definitely tell you that from my memories of the other movies, mm-hmm. this is the only one that that happens in. What? Um, that seemed like a tenet of the character. He's from so, what I remember. He's he's only triggered when he's scared silly or stupid. <laughs> I'm so yeah. mad. I keep I keep so. calling this Ernest scared silly, and I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it's it like a Mandela effect. Um, speaking of conspiracy theories and the... Uh, Ernest movies. Did Ernest invent the big singing bass thing? Because that's what I took away from this movie. I honestly... Okay, so I remember commercials at some point in the 90s for the singing bass. Yeah. I just don't remember how young I was when 98. I saw it. It came out in 98. This 98. is 91. It, did, yeah, so did, somebody mean, look, did somebody look at this movie and be like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. And then, like, Jim Varney got none of the, the the credit for it. That part is unfortunate, but I really hope they did. It's a, That's my it's head a very canon. real possibility. It's my it's head a, canon. It's a very real possibility. So, Devin, now that we can st- hear you and see your facial expressions, yeah. anything else? They wasted a lot of pizza. I got really mad about that. <laughs> The pizza guy. Yeah, I know, like, but the kind of pizza doesn't matter. The kind of pizza that was. Pizza. That was do, you, bad do you know pasta. what that pizza was? Because IMDb blew my mind with that. What was it? That is leftover prop pizza from te- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <gasps> Two: Secret of the Ooze. I <laughs> love that. Excellent. That's now connecting mm-hmm. to one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. So that's that. That just oh. makes my heart grow bigger. Oh, I absolutely love that. No, so. Before I watched this movie, I was ready to, like, just completely dump on it, right? And so I was like, I'm going to see what the internet has to say about this. And Same here. Some, Same here. Did some IMDb-ing. It's nothing but, like, great reviews on IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, people love this movie. Like, this is, like, a stone-cold classic, and I wasn't ready for that. Like, I was ready for people to be like, this movie's stupid. I lost brain cells. I hated it. Like, the, the worst I got was people, what you said, people said... This gave me nightmares when I was a kid because the troll. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, Ernest was a, there were, there were just good, silly movies for kids. And he was a good actor to do it. And I don't know why it resonates with me and so many other people, 
um, the way that it does. I don't have a degree in psychology to figure that out. I'm sure other people do. Um, but it's just something that, like, I think of Ernest and I think of, like, a, like, the young, you know, like, the dumb uncle at the family reunion that's good with the kids. But that's all, but that's all they're good at. <laughs> that's all they're, you, you know, I, I think part of the reason I never got into Ernest is it did, like, I had those people in my family. So it was kind of close to home. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, no, I, I, I could totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like most of my family, like, like they were living up by Chicago. Like, uh, at that point, I lived close to St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, my dad, both of my parents had uh, had was a white collar jobs. The jobs that my uncles and aunts had were kind of a mixture between like white and blue collar, but it was mainly like a white collar family. Yeah. And so like something like this, like I never looked down on the character when I was a kid. My parents never made me or made a comment to, to you know, ever have me look down on someone because of what they do yeah. for a living. It was just one of those things where it was just, I thought the humor was hysterical. Like you yeah. put me in I, that movie and I'm his like little sidekick friend kid. Like I, that's, I, you know, the way that I saw him. I think for me, like my, my impression of Ernest has come from other things. Like the, the, the Simpsons have made fun of this a lot. Uh, just to, like, I didn't look at this. I didn't search for this on its own, but I found this. Here are the list of Ernest movies in the Simpsons universe. Uh, Ernest needs a kin- kidney. Ernest, <laughs> Ernest versus the Pope. <laughs> Ernest goes to Broadway. <laughs> Ernest goes straight to video. <laughs> Ernest goes somewhere cheap. Oh. Yeah. No, that and um, in my one Star Trek group uh, on my birthday, I, I made a meme. Well, I didn't. I kind of made a meme. I found a meme that someone put Ernest's head on top of the Deep Space Nine space station. And they put over it, Ernest goes to Deep Space Nine. And I put it up on the meme page, and I was like, I said, if I had one birthday wish, I would have wanted this to be an episode. Just one episode. And for a week, it became a theme of people making memes and inserting Ernest into Star Trek <laughs> in some way. And it was just a week's worth of just, you know, just Ernest memes nice. and everyone like bonding over it and bringing up Vern, which is a character that's not in Ernest Scared Stupid, which is a key part of, of, if I remember correctly, cause it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, and in those movies, there's a character that you see from their point of view. You never see Vern, because Vern is you. So it's first person for um, uh, for that character, and he's supposedly Ernest's best friend, and he goes in on Christmas and basically destroys Vern's house or your house while he's putting up Christmas decorations, <laughs> like pulling cables out of the wall and trying to fix the punch bowl and everything. So, I mean, it, it's... This is one of those things that's it. It's just it, it's part of my childhood. I wanted to share it with you guys. Yeah. I'm not surprised of the comments I'm getting. I was expecting kind of this. I, I and oh, I think oh, oh. a lot of my impressions of this have been from like The Simpsons and Family Guy. Uh, just yeah. worth noting, there's an episode where Peter go, Peter Griffin goes into Blockbuster two minutes before closing and has to choose between Ernest goes to the beach and Ernest doesn't go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. I mean, Devin was right. I mean, the whole niche of this character is let's just take this, like, you know, silly, dumb character that means well and yeah. just put them in situations and see, you know, and, uh, and let's see is what happens. I mean, Ernest goes to camp is probably the most tame because I think he becomes like the caretaker of a summer camp. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine that's pretty, that's kind of his element to be perfectly honest. It's just, it's Ernest being Ernest being a handyman at a summer camp. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, real quick in the chat, uh, David says, I love the part when Ernest get after Ernest is fired and he's feeling sorry for himself. And then his, his dog rim shot rips his pant leg 
And then he says, I've never known one to quit. Ask my third grade teacher. And then they flash back to him in grade school. Yeah. I, I did like yes. those cutaways. Yeah. Those were fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I feel like the humor really works. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are lines. And I shared this meme like two weeks. It really wasn't a meme. It was just screenshots of the troll going, you're going to pay for your forefathers. And then Ernest goes, I didn't have forefathers. I had one and I didn't know him that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin, any thoughts? You've been quiet for a while because you were well, cut out. Yeah. No, I mean, I like I said, it, I think that if, if I had watched this as earlier as an earlier person or a younger person, I would have liked this a lot. Also, I like the music in it. Did you guys talk about the music at all? Because I missed that, and I actually kind of liked it. We didn't. Talk I like the troll it, theme. So. I like the the intro bit theme. That was very cool. I find myself humming this randomly yeah. year round. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really stupidly good. Yeah, um, I am blanking on what the music sounded like, but I will take your word for it. I mean, it's kind of, in in some ways it's kind of generic Halloweeny, but it's like the good kind of generic mm-hmm. Halloweeny that, like, if you heard it on In Spirit, yeah. you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah it, they're kicking. Okay, so prior to me closing this out, you know, for what I want to talk about, I just want to say that 1991 was a year where you could throw in, you know, bullies that were antagonizing the three main kids, and one of them had a bull cut, and that was intimidating. Uh, any other final thoughts on Ernest Scared <laughs> Stupid? Hold on, Ryan. Were you genuinely were you expecting us to like just crap on this movie the whole time? And like, were you expecting like? Okay. No, 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 no. I was fully expecting you guys to go some uh, mm. legit. I yeah, can't yeah. in this. I expect. I truly expect both of them to find things that don't really pan out that sure. well anymore. I'm not expecting either of them to really like it. I'm expecting both of them to go, eh, it's an okay kids movie. <laughs> like, that's pretty much where I was on, yeah. you know, it's like on this, but like this, this movie I discuss almost every year with people because I bring it up occasionally and I always run into someone just like my wife who is just like, I hate that movie. Gave me Do you ever turn them around? <laughs> and to this day. Um, I've had a few people watch mm-hmm. it again because like the last time they watched it, they sure. were like 10 or nine and they'll watch it again. And it's that whole thing. It's like, it's a good kids movie. It's not that scary anymore. It's always a hassle. To sh- it's, it's not always a hassle. It's the wrong word, but it's, it's, it's kind of a fight to get Kristen once a year to sit down <laughs> and watch this. <laughs> uh, on the opposite end, what I said to my wife we were watching this she was like oh i haven't seen that in years i used to watch that all the time as a kid Aww. her and her, her her and her brother would watch that her and her brother would watch this and do puzzles oh that's very cool so, yeah yeah that that is cool um all right anything else no this is a good movie all right uh do we want to talk a bit about next it's gonna week? be bananas we should we should warn people uh b-a-n-a-n-a-s yes <laughs> um so next week we will not be ha- Devin will not be having the connectivity issues no. uh, because one of the few times we get to do this every year uh, we're going to be in the same room doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's going to be over at my place. We are and we will be celebrating the release of a film that is close to all of our hearts. Weird, the Al Yankovic story, <laughs> uh, and in true Weird Al fashion. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting show. Uh, we've got a lot of surprises planned. Um, when you think Weird Al, there's one thing that he's known for, and that is parodies about food. So we're gonna lean into the food aspect of Weird Al next week. And uh, Devin brought some treats over from London mm-hmm. uh, that he definitely claimed on his uh, customs forms. Oh, 100 um, percent, definitely. Yes. Uh, we've got some American, (laughs) we've got some American treats for Devin to try since, uh, he, uh, has been gone for a bit. There's a a lot of things that he needs to try and, uh, get reacquainted with this goes back to the UHS UHF episode that we did a few years ago where Ryan and I tried the, the hot dog Twinkies, (laughs) uh, Devin will be trying a, hot dog Twinkie. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so tune in for that. It's going to be a fun show. Probably a little bit of a longer mm-hmm. show. 
but same time, uh, it will be on election day here in the States. So uh, a little bit of counter-programming if, uh, before you uh, go watch the results on the news. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait. We're all going to be wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yes. I'm working on getting an accordion. Wait, what? Um, oh, dear Are we getting God. an accordion? <laughs> I'm kidding. Dang I don't know it. anyone with an accordion. <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, if we can, fi- if I can find one, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But, I'll point you to one. I know where um, one lives. But we have a lot of fun stuff planned before that. So make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check that out. Um, you can also, uh, if you're watching us on Twitch, go ahead and hit that follow button. If you're watching on Facebook, hit that like button and head over to our YouTube. Uh, Twitch is no longer storing our episodes for longer than a week than a week. So if you want to get caught up on older episodes, you have to watch this podcast. You can watch them there. Um, you can listen. You have to watch this podcast on all major podcast past all major podcasting platforms. I'm on like four oh, hours. Goodness, of sleep, guys. Uh, you can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also visit our website, rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com forward slash you have to watch this pod and check out all the other Rum Runners Podcast Network podcasts. If I say podcast one more time, I'm going to go cross eyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> until next week, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. And I'm Devin. I'm Ryan. And Devin. Albuquerque, go. Way back when I was just a little bitty boy living in a box in the corner of the stairs of the basement, have a block down the street from Jerry's Bait Shop. You know the place. Well, anyway, I was living and everything was just peachy. Except, of course, the undeniable fact that every single morning, my mother would feed me a big old bowl of sauerkraut for breakfast. Oh, big bowl of sauerkraut. Every single morning. It was driving me crazy. So one day I went to we'll my see mom. see you next week. I said, hey, mom, what's up with all the sauerkraut, my dear sweet mother? She just looked at me like I'm going to throw cow. a bottle of Miak at him. Miak. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good, good, good. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>